Hey, tape heads. Welcome to Make Us a Mixtape. My name is Paul Farvar. I'm Marty DeRosa. And today we are going to have you listen to one of our dear friends' mixtapes. Um, what do you think, Marty? Are you ready to uh, to get into this? Because yeah. this is a first here. Uh, our, our wonderful guest has brought uh, a list of lyrics, yeah. which uh, is a first. Also, uh, the first two songs by the same band. Very yes. controversial. Very of- controversial. I, and I think I'm uh, before we get into introducing him. I think we might have someone that has qualified as a music insider, but we we will make that a, we'll make that judgment at the end of the podcast. I think yes. But uh, first off, if you guys uh, need to contact us with your mix or any questions, concerns, a lot of controversy around some of our recent episodes with the TV jingles. Yeah. Uh, PaulMartyMix at Gmail dot com. Send us your mix. Send us your comments. Uh, and then don't forget to review us if you haven't already. Subscribe and all that good stuff. Rate, review, subscribe. Uh, have you been listening to music lately? Uh, yeah, I, I got to uh, go on the road trip, uh, as you know, and I got to add some new songs to my 100 mix song uh, <laughs> tape for my drive, my 10 hour drive. Uh, yeah, I, I still listen to the new Taylor Swift album. I think wow. it's, it holds up, and Look at uh, that. some other new songs that uh, that I that I discovered through you sometimes. Okay, thank you. How about yourself? Uh, I'm trying to think what I want. Oh man, for a real bad, uh, a bad, bad movie experience, uh, Sarah and I watched, um, uh, oh God, what's that awful, um, movie? It's a, it's a musical from like 2000, I think like maybe like 2008 with like Tom Cruise and all those guys. It was like a Broadway rock of ages. Oh, Oh baby. It's so, (laughs) it's not cause I'm, I'm, I, I, have been watching a lot of like good bad movies, and I was like, you know, that movie. What's was- a good bad movie? Uh, like Samurai Cop, or uh, uh, there's see what Bowfinger. Does that qualify as a good bad movie? Maybe. What's a bad good movie? No, no, there no, it's either good bad or bad bad. A bad bad is just a bad movie, but okay, a good bad movie is like, oh baby, like Hawkeye. It's just like, what is this movie? What is this? Like, but you watch it anyway. Well, here's it's the like thing. strangely captivating. I kind of know somebody who unbeknownst to them put out a good bad movie and it's like i think it could be like the next room but i can't like bad, talk bad. about it because if it gets back to the, the friend person, of a yeah. friend it can be like but i'm watching it and i'm just like oh no plot hole and plot I'm, hole plot hole i mean how about if we made a movie and i was like i'll take care of the special effects and then you're <laughs> watching it and i go to shoot you with a gun and you see the computer generated uh, <laughs> muzzle flash and fake blood. I mean, it's just like, oh, but, those are the best. But uh, I think just like bad music, like you can't just make bad music. Like you have, you know what I mean? Like you could be like, oh, well, let's make a bad song or something. But like you can just the real bad music, like you can't fake it. And I think um, that was the same thing with movies. I think you can say that there's some bad, bad music out there. Uh, just listen to any album from the last 10 years from Sammy Hagar. So there you go. Are you, I said it. I'm fo- shots fired. I don't care. <sighs> Which Van... Oh, wait. We just. I only bring it up because our, our Eddie Van Halen just died. Yeah. And uh, Sammy Hagar wrote a tweet saying, See you up on, in heaven, buddy. But they Brother. hated each other. Yeah, like, but that, you know. I Can't Drive 55. That's one of those bad, bad songs, I believe. Um Sure, sure. Some of those Van. Oh man, that's I mean, not Van Halen. That's Sam Van, Hager. Van Hager. Uh, Van Hager. But if we're talking Van Hager, you're talking uh, that freaking Pepsi commercial song right oh, now. Oh yeah. Uh, oh man. But it was good. I mean, I so 
if you uh, watch Facebook or on the internet, you'll see I wrote a long post. Uh, I haven't released it yet, but about my Van Halen experience where I got arrested at the concert. Hmm? Uh, yeah, it's uh, one of my favorite moments uh, getting out of going to jail because uh, I created elaborate schemes to uh, <laughs> have uh, Officer Mosley from the State Police Department. I'll never forget he had the same n- name as the guy from Midnight Run. Wow. He let me out. Uh, because I said uh, I wasn't drinking. I, I Basically, what happened is we thought the traffic had come to a halt when you go to a concert. Yeah. And I go, oh, I can go out and pee finally. Because I, yeah. was, I was the designated driver back from the concert, which okay. means I got drunk on the way there. Mm. I don't know if... I don't, yeah, know that, we I don't know if that's how that works, but sure. Well, we were 16. We didn't realize sure. that 90 minutes wasn't enough to, to, to hey, overcome sober up, man. 17 Keystone lights. But yeah. My friend pulled off, and then the cop put me in his car, arrest, put me in cuffs, and then uh, he's like, we're going to take you to uh, the police station, and uh, your parents are going to have to pick you up. I'm like, my parents are in France, which was a lie. Wow. And uh, I said, I got to go back to my brother and his friends, also a lie. Uh, but he, they were the ones that were drinking. I wasn't drinking. Anyway, yeah. I got out of it, wow. and and I remember going in, hearing right now. I'm like, yeah. Right now is that video. Right. You remember the video? Yeah, it was a good video. Like right now, this person is this, and this person is that. Yeah, and then it was the it was pep- a good video. Pepsi commercial. Crystal Pepsi. Crystal Pepsi. Crystal yes. Pepsi. Okay, that was it. But uh, you know, rest in peace, Van Halen. I I was a fan of the Sammy Hagar era, which you know, whatever. But I think they sent me one of those from the uh, tape club. Uh, Columbia House. Columbia House. I think I didn't order, and Foreign they were just like kernel knowledge. I think was it was OU812. Oh, I think they sent me that one. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. There's a lot of good hits on that, <laughs> even on for Uncurnal Fuck, whatever it was yeah, called. Yeah, edgy. That one had um, "Standing on Top of the World," which is a song that you forget that they they did later in life. But yeah. Speaking of Van Halen, um, yeah. I was surprised that our guest did not have a Van Halen song, and I want to bring that up because our guest is, if you know. The Singles Only podcast that I also have, you've heard the commercials for his book, Perfect Pain. Uh, Amazing author, uh, musician, um, kind of a renaissance man, if you will, Um, retired at at whatever age, and now he's he's here with us, one of my dear friends uh, and drummer, Param Parasran. Hey, Param. Hello. Thanks for coming here. Why wasn't there a Van Halen song on your list? I'm surprised you asked. I was not ever a uh, real uh, Van Halen fan. Now, I was... The Sammy Hagar fan, I like. Yeah. I like the period of their songs, but um, and the only one that I really go back and I like was Hot for Teacher, and that was because I was in seventh grade and it was the on TV video, and maybe. I was I was you know learning how to play with my body. Yeah, during that song. So we grew up just as a background. You music was a big part of your life and my life because we had older brothers who. And I've talked about it on the podcast before. Too much influenced our our music. Uh, <laughs> our brothers are about the same age, and you're just a little older than me. But they were into Foreigner as a kid, okay. and that's why I defend Foreigner sure. because I remember my earliest memory of music involves Parm. I want to I want to see if you remember this. My parents or our parents took our brothers to see Foreigner in concert and Loverboy and Loverboy. Yes. Who who uh, <laughs> who headlined that one? Foreigner. Foreigner. Yeah, okay. Loverboy opened up. Yeah. And we couldn't go because we were too young. And they left us in the basement of the house in Lincoln Park in, in Lincolnwood, 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 Illinois, yeah, yeah. where we grew up. And I don't think we were supervised. Or my dad was upstairs, but everyone else went to the concert. And we were like, we want to go. But we, I was like <laughs> five or six, and he was yeah. like eight. And then we created our own concert in the basement. Wow. We, were little, we were a little older because I was I was in Iran when I was eight, but okay. I think I was 10 and you were seven. Okay. So All right. Lim- probably more sense. This was one of my questions I had, <laughs> knowing that that we were going to have you on the podcast. So you're in, a, you're in Iran at eight, 
any uh, popular music from the U.S. or from in the U.K. Iran. in it that like made its way over? It's amazingly, there's not one song I can remember being in Iran that would have transferred, but I immediately have... <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Virtually never happens with but me. But I immediately have memories of when I first came to America yeah. and I go to California. Oh, uh, okay. And there's songs that will, that are with me forever. The second I hear it instantly reminds me of America and white and clean and, yeah. you know, and, and I'll never forget it. But I don't remember any American songs. And, and also from the book, you sort of made uh, a conscious effort of being like, okay, this is what the cool kids do. I got to do this. Like, were, were, how much of music was into that where you're like, they're all talking about this Van Halen or they're all talking about, like, you know, Madonna. Like, I guess I got to do my, my research. Uh, ironically, I was the guy that listened to anything that was top 40. Mm-hmm. I listened, you know, when I was in, you know, when I was younger, sixth, seventh grade, we, the influence, like Paul was saying, with, with Foreigner. Mm-hmm. Um, Foreigner really wasn't mainstream. They had every, you know, that love song of... Uh, I want to know what yeah. love, you know, yeah, that was, yeah, but, yeah. but, 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 you know, I was into like urgent and like all those uh, songs and the rocker songs, but yeah. they weren't, they weren't top 40. And then I became, you know, a rush fan. Then I became mm-hmm. a Depeche Mode fan. My favorite band probably of all time. Well, it's really hard to say is, but it's, you know, it's, it's Depeche Mode. It's new mm-hmm. order. It's rush. Ultra I mean, they're, all, they're all ultra boxes. Literally my first influence. And one of the songs that we have today, are there and there. But, but we, I did not follow traditional music. Well, we, the first time I saw MTV was at your house in Joliet mm-hmm. Uh, we we didn't have cable miles, but you guys did, and we I remember we used to watch video MTV. killed the radio star. Yes, the first video ever. The I tubes. Watched. Yes, we would no, watch not the no tubes. the buggles. Oh, the buggles. buggles. I'm sorry, Come on, yeah, Paul, yeah. you're gonna have to yeah. set, set out this podcast for about ten minutes. Which, by the way, that <laughs> album, <laughs> that whole album is a great album. They, what, they're the not buggles? a one hit wonder. Yeah, they're not a one hit wonder. Well, that's a different argument. Did you? Here's a here's a thing. Um, we we did grow up on MTV at your house, and I remember that's the first. A lot of those bands, like the Police, which was my favorite band, I was obsessed with them. As as Marty knows, uh, and the professor of rock has confirmed that they are one of the best bands of all time. <laughs> um, they had so many videos that they had backlogged. So they had we, there was there was like Fleetwood Mac, all these bands who made videos in yeah. the seventies were mostly for like for top of the pops and stuff in Correct. England. And then their MTV's like, You have videos? And a lot of those bands they were didn't like, have content. Yeah, we got videos. Duran Duran. Yeah. Duran Duran. Yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden I remember and man, it is so hard to like explain to younger people how cool it was to go to someone's house who had MTV when you didn't have MTV. Or like a hotel when you're on vacation yes. and you're just like Oh man, this is just. I this remember. Is it. I mean, that's all we did was we would just watch at your house and. Uh, I, MTV I, was like the channel that you just watched. It wasn't. It was just like just on, you know, just turn it on, on and, and yeah. you just watch and you just watch an entire song. So are <laughs> yeah. you? Are you as somebody you watch new, the entire video whether you like it or not, right. and then wait for the commercials and keep doing it. Yeah. As somebody new <clears throat> to the country, to America, are you like watching and being like blown away? I got to wear those jeans or I got to get that jacket or because also it's like well you're in school and you're like well not everyone dresses like. David Lee Roth, but like yeah, oh, that sure. guy's got a cool thing going on. Yeah, and it was it, as much as a function of coming from Iran as it was just the fact that I was in fifth, sixth, mm-hmm. seventh grade. You know, during yeah. those influential you know periods of your life. Who were who were the influence? You, I mean, some of the bands we talk we'll get into here, but like, who do you think or what do you think influenced you the most in what you listened to back then and and now? I suppose like, how do you get your music? How did you get it back then? I think it's different, you know. Like you said originally, you know, we watched music, and and, and I you know, I said that specifically watched music mm-hmm. as opposed to you know right. because we watched and then so then it was you know it was it was an image it was a show and, and all those things and that mattered and so that was fun but then it really changed for me 
and that's why my list everything became about lyrics for me. Yeah, it became everything became about a lyrics and a feeling, and, and, and that I would d- derive from it. And and I have like multiple buckets of music, um, so it's really hard to me say like there wasn't like a moment, there wasn't like a thing, there wasn't. It was just this, it was it was a it's like tell me when in seventh grade okay this is what was the evolution in ninth gotcha. grade that was the evolution it wasn't a thing it was a it was a drip, drip it changed drip. in the boxes it just continually check and I, and I still like all those buckets yeah. and, and and I'll and it's very difficult by the way when you guys tell somebody to come up with five <laughs> oh, songs yeah. we hear it every week 49 years yeah. old like <laughs> yeah so always like <laughs> that, that you should always have a thing that people and your listeners understand that depending on when you ask somebody those five songs could sure. be completely different, right. whatever mood they're in. And it'll, it'll oh. tell you a lot about where they're at. And, and my song, I didn't even know this until I put these down. There's a clear, uh, there's a you pattern. Know, there's a pattern. No, I, and I figure that. And, and it's funny you say that because people have fought us on the five song limit. Uh, we had people try to anger. slip in a six. Yeah. And we're like, like no, that. those are the rules because that's I did. I just, I did. Uh, I did uh, stand by your band, our buddies uh, Tommy oh, yeah. McNamara and Tom Takar's podcast with Sarah, and they were like, "Oh, give us like the the six best like uh, uh, like ring entrance songs for wrestling." And I was like, "All right, here's my six, but also, and I'm like, "Oh no, don't yeah, don't yeah. start adding in." It's um, so hard. Also, I guess for both of you guys, how did your parents feel with MTV? Were they like, scared. "What is this?" A little bit scared. Yeah, I could imagine. Right, <clears throat> a little my bit parents scared. Didn't know. You know, they were a little bit scared. I mean, one was because we watched it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I remember staying up on until midnight one time when, actually, Foreigners, I Want to Know What Love is, when it, when it first came out. Okay. And it came out, like, at midnight on a Friday or Saturday, and I remember staying up. But anyway, to your, to your question, my parents were working a lot, everything, but when they did see it, it was very strange to them. It was strange that we were so fixed, like, just watched it constantly. Yeah. And it was a little bit different. If you think about it, there were some women in there, mm-hmm. clothing, sure. people wearing makeup, guys wearing makeup, oh, and those yeah. things are but can I just interject one one fact as you were talking yeah. about the, the you know the five song rule? Yeah. <laughs> this guy right here, Paul, yeah, when we were in that house he was talking about Lincoln Wood and he was younger and all that stuff, he had <laughs> he had a closet and his closet was mirror. Mm-hmm. It was mirror, right? Yeah. Um and Every single week that you go to his house, he would write his top ten favorite songs. Wow, look at you! And Paul. every single week, it changed. Little music insider. And he'd be like, "This is my number one song." Oh, no, this, this is, is number three. First I mean, grade, he, second grade. He literally grade. ranked wow. music songs daily. That thing I had changed. my own mixtape so, yeah. back then. The irony that he has a show, and you guys <laughs> sure. have a show where you got to pick five. Yeah. Where he literally had five. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I had that ten. But yes, you're right. No, and I'm it, saying you had five songs change within your ten every and time. Get dropped yeah. out every week. And then before we before we jump into your list. Was there, were you like sending tapes back to Iran? Like, oh, you got to hear this or? No, because we, the reason I ended up here was because of the revolution. Oh, so, okay. So it's like, um, yeah. there's no, it's not like. There was, there was no communication. You okay. Were, yeah, okay. Was, you, left, you left. You left. You left. But okay. did you make mixtapes as a kid? I don't remember you doing that. Uh, I know you, I know you were there when we were making them at my parents' house. As a little kid, as a really kid, young kid, I don't know when I first started making mixtapes, but I started making some mixtapes. What were the purpose? How, why were you making mixtapes for yourself or Love. for girls? Or Yeah, I made one for a girl once. Okay. Older woman. Old, okay. How old were you when you made I it? I can't talk about that. <laughs> wow. How old were you when you made it, at least? 21. Okay, that's fine. I think I know that story. <laughs> yeah, I think you do, too. <laughs> but let me ask. Okay, so <clears throat> this list, you said, is predominantly lyric-based, and you said there's a theme here. You After you wrote it, or after you made it out, you discovered what the theme is. What What is I it? I did not realize it while I was doing okay, it. Okay, well, what is it that you realized? Okay, so time to stand still. 
Well, don't tell. Okay. Well, let's. Oh, no. Okay, you oh, know what? Oh. Let's. The theme is we can evolve into. Yeah, it. let's do that. Actually, let's uh, let's play the first song. Play a little of it. Which one is the, the this first is, uh, song? Rush. Time stands still. Time stands yeah. still by Rush. Okay, so before we talk about what you said about the song, I want people to know, uh, realize that you were also a drummer, really good drummer in a band with with multiple bands, but also a band with my brother and your brother <laughs> yeah. called Noilam Luke, uh, and, and a Persian Cool Million and Backwards, and then a Persian ba- cover band too. But um, and Neil Pert is, every, as everyone knows, the the greatest drummer of all time, yeah. and uh, and he wrote all the lyrics for the band. But you were a drummer. I know you're going to go into lyrics too. I just wanted to make that clear. Now, now tell us about this song and why you started your mix with this. Well, I'm first of all glad you said everybody knows Neil Peart as a great drummer. I don't think greatest. you can. I think he's the greatest, and I'll get a debate once in a while, but that's no problem. But what people don't know that he was an incredible writer. He wrote the lyrics to every single one of these songs, and Paul just mentioned that. But he actually wrote the lyrics to every single one of these songs. And if you just, since he joined the band, right? Yeah, and if you just go and just randomly pick any Rush song and print print the lyrics there's depth there it's like it's, oh, yeah. it's relentless it's it is he, he he read like a book a day when he was on tour all he did was read and study and he uh his mind was deep 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 and he wrote about all different things but you couldn't help but realize wow this is a band playing incredible music with three people and then all of a sudden on top of it they're gonna throw you just li- you know lyrics that are just that are deep that are that, yeah. that if what's a what's a lyric in particular that hits you okay hard? so this song time, time stands still is like it is so basically he's telling a story and you can tell probably at some point in your life as we get older um we start thinking about mortality and we start thinking about towards the end and and then we like we want time to stand still we want things to slow down because i was rushing through some of these things no pun intended no, no, no pun intended <laughs> but i was rushing through some of these things that i wish i would have spent more quality time on oftentimes when people get older they're like you know i wish i would have spent more time with my kid or i wish i would have spent you know doing these things mm-hmm. with my friends and like you know you have lines like you know, I let my hair get too thin. I like to pause no matter what I pretend. Like some pilgrim who learns to transcend, learn to live as if each step was the end. So we rush through life and go fast. And, you know, this is a person reflecting on, I wish I would have slowed things down and actually really tasted and touched and felt everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's beautiful. Well, he also, and I and I pulled the book down, but he wrote a lot of books to ghostwriter about his whole life. He had tragedy. And we've talked about him when he died uh, on a podcast. He had such tragedy in his life with his with his wife and his daughter dying daughter, it's yeah. so crazy but this was time stand still was from presto is that right this was from uh um no it's not from presto oh okay. oh shit that um that's it's from right. from clock uh, the red album it's got a red cover okay hold for you hold your fire I believe. okay yeah yeah you're right it's from hold your fire so did you know the lyrics Yes. When you like the song, because yeah, you were a lot I remember younger. When I was, yeah, and so this is something that's very interesting to me when I look back, is why was I, I was in college when I started listening, so I was driving to spring break in uh, Florida from Champaign, and listening to the song over, and I was about 21, listening to the song over and over, and at that time, I'm listening to it, and we'll, losing it will be really interesting when we talk about that, but at the time, I'm absolutely feeling and listening and empathizing with this person who's feeling that time is going by too fast and I really need to enjoy life more and or, or not necessarily enjoy, but be 
be here more, be in the yeah, present at 21 more. though. Yeah, it's still but, hard but at to 21. Like, yeah. And I don't understand. I don't understand why, which Who? is why it's always been a very important song to me. Cause I, at the end of the day and the COVID stuff will come into this conversation perhaps too, if we have time, but, but at the end of the day, for whatever reason, I have lived my life unbeknownst at times, maybe as if, um, I'm living in the moment. I right. really tried to live in the moment. I think Paul's know me well enough, but absolutely. But but I I don't fret about a lot of stuff. I just go for things. I just you know I don't I don't get nervous about stuff. And I don't know if that necessarily means that I. But but I but I generally enjoy my connection with. If I'm with you, I'm generally with you. You're in the moment. I'm in the moment as much as I possibly. You used can. to get mad if I'd look at my phone too. <laughs> Do you remember what bands were playing at that spring break? <laughs> was this when you on went to Padre? Drive, this was no. This was not Padre. This was with <laughs> my. This was actually in 1993. 1990 because it was the blizzard of 91 1991 i got stuck actually just outside of atlanta coming back from um oh. we were in miami there's okay. a great uh documentary about sort of the history of spring break i can't think of the name but if you if it, it should be pretty easy to find and they talk about how like mtv and it was like either like liquor companies or cigarette companies would just be like hey fort lauderdale here's a bunch of money and they were like okay and then i, I, I think it might have been miami at first and then they were like we don't like this here in Fort Lauderdale's like, we'll take all that money. Come on, baby. Like we're <laughs> yeah. our cops will look the other way. Like, just please come here. Yeah. And I remember watching those spring breaks as a kid, like on MTV when they would, I mean, like the time the, the, the woman wore like the Borat bathing suit for the first time, I think she wore like an American flag, like Borat. Yeah. Ba- and I was just like, this is, this is amazing. You know, when, it, when you asked me, you know, when I was younger, why would the, I used to always think about older people that are writing, whether it's music or they're providing you advice and wisdom and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I would always imagine, why is Neil Peart writing about this? And then I would think, he's feeling something. There's got to be something that he's regretting, right? And so then I would be like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to listen to what he's regretting when he's 40, mm-hmm. so then I don't get to 40 right. and then begin regretting. I'm going to get ahead of that curve. Yeah. And that's one of the other ways I've always thought about stuff is I've always been very good at listening to older people. And even though we don't like to, but, but listening to them and, and being like, they're saying that to you for a reason – so just do it now so then when you get to their age, you don't yeah. be like, wow, fucked up again. Like, yeah. you know, and I was told, don't, you know, yeah. you know, spend time with your child and then don't wait and then realize, oh, my God, I remember I was told to spend time with my child and I had a chance and I didn't. So I decided to work my ass off. Yeah, <clears throat> no, that's true. Right? You definitely you mentioned in your book, too, how, you know, our parents had different childhoods and they, you know, their focus was different than what we had. Yeah. But you are a person that goes for shit. I remember. You know, you you were you're a great drummer too, and like people are shocked to see that because you know he has a successful business. Yeah. I'm wearing the shirt from uh, his. He used to have an event, a fundraiser for <laughs> for charity called Crazy Car Rex, and my one of the first shows I did was MC his event, and then he went and played drums with like the bands, yeah. and uh, they'd be like, okay, he's not like just some. You know, guy who's like the wealthy guy's like, I'm gonna play a song. He what, actually held his own. So. What do you What do you think made both of you guys like get into music and stuff? Mm-hmm. And like, and you know, because you're you're both, you know, you both know how to promote and you both know how to sort of get your foot in the door and stuff like that. Is that sort of that like? Well, I'm not being interviewed here, so well, yeah. well, I am, I'm curious what you would answer, but I think I would answer really easy. The the the, the Persian culture is is filled with music. It's, yeah, m- music is part of its history. So as a child, just because I wasn't listening to English, I was listening to Persian music. So mm-hmm. when I was in Iran, when I first started drumming in Metran, I'm drumming to you know to to Persian songs, and mm-hmm. I knew all the Persian singers. But any everywhere you went with your parents, every dinner party that they dragged you to, it always ends up with dancing and music. Yeah, that's true. And then yeah. weddings too. They're all the weddings are they have a live band. They go all out. It's Persian weddings band. are like huge. So, 
And then you played it though, too. Yeah, because <laughs> that thing in your book, you're just like somehow we would just get get these gigs and stuff, and like I'd find myself like you know playing shows at like the Aragon or whatever. Is it just like that's that, true? Is that you just you or just Aragon, like I didn't play at the Aragon. Yeah, Aragon was well, the one that we produced. That's it. That's oh, that's for, that's... for a famous singer that we blew with Sharon, one that literally. Yeah, that's right. He was. I mean, he was like the Eddie Van Halen era. I'm not kidding. No, he, I mean, he right, was, you're right. He was as big as it gets. Yeah, but you played in you played background for another singer yes. at a, at a huge place. RF. Yeah, yeah, and the RF. female and Shifte, per, Shifte, yeah, some uh, Persian or Persian crowds like Shifte, gonna Google Shifte this stuff. Domestic <laughs> I wanna be your mechanic. Okay. All right, let's jump to our next song, which yeah. is also by Rush, uh, which is "Losing It" off yeah. the uh, album with a Dalmatian dog and a fire hydrant. <laughs> Signals. All right, here we go. Let's hear a little of "Losing It." like driving your Fiero back in the day. You just broke up with the girl. <laughs> no. This one's amazing. So I mean, this, this is, is this is special. As a Rush fan, that's probably the way I've mentioned this before. Rush is one of the bands I've seen more than any other band nice. in concert, uh, other than like maybe like Freddie Jones or some shit later. But when I was a kid in in college or high school, I, I saw them a lot. But this is a song that like I never heard of. I never heard or listened to, even though I had that album. I just why what why this song? It's definitely like a is this a deep, deep cut? cut? Yeah, it's, it was never a hit or anything. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm generally a B side guy. A lot of I mean, I listen to the entire albums, but there's very few songs I can with Rush or Depeche Mode or New Order or Ultravox that I don't like. But first of all, besides the fact that the lyrics on this are just incredible and just beautiful, it's a great song actually. If you actually get a time and and actually listen to it, it's a very pretty song. It's a very very pretty song. Uh, I didn't like. So it. losing it, you didn't like it. Right. So <laughs> Go ahead. that's fine. Let's Sell it to me. Well, then maybe it's because of the words, and that's yeah. that's that's so, so that's me, how yeah. it's so good. So so he's telling a story that that happens to um, artists and people that are great at things, like businessmen, whatever they are, is that as you get older. And what it must feel like when we start losing those gifts that we had because yeah. because because our hands aren't as quick, our mind's not as quick, okay? So, he, you know, it just starts off, the dancer shows her frantic pace and pain and desperation, her aching limbs and downcast face, a glow of perspiration. 30 years ago, how the words would flow with passion and precision, but now his mind is dark and dulled by sickness and indecision. And he stares at the kitchen floor when the sun will rise no more. So... It, the whole song is about a series of people in different jobs, dancer, mm -hmm. there was a writer. Um, different stories about different, different, different people. Different stories yeah, about yeah. different people of what it must like be for him, what for them, as they were great when they were young. Yeah. And what it feels like when they look back and it's 70 or 60 or whenever it is that they're no longer great. Sometimes earlier, that's right? Gotta, sure. that, what's that got to feel like? <laughs> yeah. What, what it's got to feel like to be on top. Yeah. And, and and vibrant and young and, and on top of your game. And yeah. then at some point, you're not going to be. And that's the story. People, I it's, think we're, as a culture, we're sort of drawn towards that. Like we like those behind the musics and stuff. Sure. It's like 
the idea of like somebody selling out arenas and now like you know playing at a, a little tiny club or exactly. something like that. They like to destroy them and then bring yeah. them back though. Can like you have ima- a comeback. Yeah, and, and just just imagining that that deep sadness and, and mm-hmm. it's a sad song actually and it's but but it's that that sadness of like you know on top and then lonely and nobody knows you kind of thing and you know you know and then life just going backwards mm-hmm. is always more painful than always going forward you'd almost rather have nothing and so you could just never be but this is losing it and, and it, it really it and again this i like this song when i was 18 19 years yeah. old that's even more crazy and then so i would listen to that and think like there's going to be a day when i'm not going to be great so like really appreciate and like really be do everything now and like because I don't again I don't know why I, I mean, <laughs> Well it's funny you say that. I mean that's true. I mean with, have you tried playing tennis lately? It's the yeah, same concept. Tennis. Yeah 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 it is it is. Cuz I cuz we is. were good tennis players it and is. now we suck. It definitely is the same. With with talking about stuff like this and you saying like back when you were 18 and, and this this kind of this thought these thoughts sort of like permeated uh, in your book you talk about going to therapy. Uh, is this something that you talk about in therapy like you know wh- whether it's like I don't know about missed opportunities or, or things like that, but just kind of just the, the process of like life and, and getting older. And, and I constantly talk about life. I uh, constantly talk about getting older and I constantly talk about trying to, to. So part of being in therapy is so that you're not so much in the past, you're learning from the past, mm-hmm. but you're not living in the past. And at the same time, you're not anxious about the future. And if you really, really think about it, the ideal happiness pocket is in the moment if you yeah. if you somehow can do it but the reason we get out of whack is because we're either too forward or yep. we're too backwards and we don't have that right balance and um so for me it is particularly important and the only way i think you know you get there is just really try to find contentment in what you're doing right now and and, yeah. and not stress too much about the future and learn from your past but don't live in the past as well difficult balance by the way sure but the, but this whole song is almost if you're 18 and 19 when this song is coming on I, it's like how does that influence your your decision making in living in the moment you know what i mean it's like yeah well i i just always it was just subconscious relate somehow to the idea that at some point it's realistic that you're going to get old you're going to die you're going to get weak and those kinds of things Mm -hmm. and then sometimes knowing that make you appreciate where you're at right now a little bit more so probably because you're 18 19 you're playing tennis at the university of illinois and you're like (laughs) Uh, I'm going to lose it anyway. Fuck it. Let's go get drunk. Is that, is that what you think happened? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. No, you no. just said yes to everything at that point. Like, yeah, I'll try every drug. It's fine. Well, yeah. I mean, I did that too. <laughs> how much How much of uh, music do you think sort of pushed you in the direction of, of drugs? Well, I mean, so 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 depends period. You know, I went through a period where I'm listening to Depeche Mode and Black Celebration and, you know, that could have easily made this list. There could have been 10 Depeche Mode songs, and a lot of those songs were dark, and they could, you know, but um, so they fit the mode when I started getting lonely and depressed and in the, like, darker place at the mm-hmm. end of the day. Losing it and Time Stand Still were songs that were in my good days, meaning... Before like, I, you got into the Yeah, I, I was not unhappy, or I didn't know that I was depressed, or, yeah. you know, I, I was actually... These were uplifting songs now i know mm-hmm. you said you listened to it and didn't like it and which is fine but when i listen to losing it i'm not getting sad i'm actually uplifted because it's yeah. inspiring me but it also reminds you of the Remi- time reminds you that that you're not invincible mm-hmm. and that, that that there will be at some point where you will lose your skills okay and and um and it's just part of life so you know either try to prolong it 
uh, make sure you appreciate it and appreciate what you're doing now because, you know, like kids are 25 years old and they're like, ah, whatever, you know, and now I'm almost 50 years old. I look back and, and I see these kids like these kids don't even realize how nice it is. You know, mm-hmm. their bodies are limber. I'm playing yeah. tennis with the U of I guys. I still play tennis with the U of yeah. I guys. They don't stretch. They don't do yeah. this. And, you know, I got to go stretch for 25 minutes. That's like the minutes. Carlin bit about like we should age backwards. That's you know? exactly it's like, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's Benjam- funny that Benjamin Button. That's, yeah, I invented that movie before Benjamin Button came out, <laughs> just so your listeners know. There was a yeah, I mean we we faced that too, you know, as as elder statesmen in the comedy scene, right, Marty? You know, you don't I'm, have that. I'm Peter Pan. I'm forever young. But <laughs> yeah, That's it's, a lie. it's interesting what people are drawn towards because Paul and I have talked about it on the podcast. Like, I'm a sucker for like, you know, like a a, a don't think twice, it's all right type of like, ah, it didn't work out, sorry, you know, kind of like moving on. I guess I'm just this this guy who just can't be tied down. Like, I love songs like that. That's what speaks to me. You like story songs. Like, and, like well, story, the story songs too, yeah. but that idea of like, you know, I just, I like that, those type of songs of just like, eh, what are you going to do? Didn't work out. My, You know, I guess that's just the way it goes. Like, I love those type of songs. And it is interesting what, certain type of songs grab grab us at you know those sort of formative ages yeah well it's funny too because you got me into those things in country music too uh marty's a big country guy he's from indiana long story but uh (laughs) but uh i want to bring that up too because you and i grew up where we hated country still do (laughs) but like i've opened up bad country well right but i've been opened up to this good good country good bad country yeah Yeah. there's like different good bad everyone is bad bad country but why why do you think that and i've always thought about it and for me this is the only thing i came up with uh for me i didn't like country because it reminded me of me like the of races racism and like being being non-white seriously that's what i thought for sure and in my high school we didn't listen to country we were you know we were in i was in the west suburbs of chicago wealthy affluent areas nobody listened to country so was that was I right or why didn't you get into it? I know our brother's influence too. <clears throat> to, to me, country um, again goes back to lyrics. So um, I don't be offended. I <laughs> I think just musically, when you're talking about just the, the balance of the drums, music, and stuff, they're they're not technically very difficult songs. They're, right. they're generally they're very, but then they're they're generally happy. They're generally they're generally uplifting, and you know they have a nice fun thing. When I think of people playing, like my friends love country music, and when they play it, they're it's at parties and it's outdoors. It's on a boat. It's happy time. No one's playing losing it at like right. a, a party. And so to me, the words and what they talk about are very like. Um, on the surface level surface of stuff, level. they're like with about my love chick, about having a solo yeah. cup at a bro party, country. and You're having, about bro you know, where that maybe yeah, whatever. Bro you know, I love my bro jeans. Country. I love yeah. my you know, country, yeah, yeah Cobra, I love my jeans. Yes, I'm sure there's. Well, we got a caller. Yeah. Keith Urban wants to chime in on this one now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, so to me, it's always been, and again, this is not a intended in a bad way, but it's always been shallow but fun. So like, my wife likes country because my she wife doesn't country. like listening to lyrics and doesn't like getting depthful and getting getting off somewhere. She just wants to be like happy and like listen to song and like. Be in a great mood. Yeah. Talk about your short shorts and pickup truck. Yeah, that's bro country. But like, if you like lyrics, like Towns Van Zant, be blow you away. So I probably blow you away. Never heard blow you away. Justin Towns Earl too. I believe he he just passed away. His lyrics are are the fuck. Towns Van Zant was a guy who knew he was drinking himself. I tell you what, wrote beautiful songs. When we finish, give me some of those and I'll listen to them on the way home. Seriously, I will. I will. Yeah, speaking of lies, uh, your next song. <laughs> Sweet of lies at Man, Marty's this Church. is like a whole this lot is, of... This, is, this, this song, is a wild song. This I want is, to... Uh, I, want I don't to, know. I'm, I'm like, as I listen to this, I'm just like, I stopped. I'm like, what is going on with this song? <laughs> this is funny. Yeah, there's right. a lot going on, but this there's song reminds me of... Some, I'll, All right, I'll, here we go. This is Lies by Manfred Mann's Earth Band. <laughs> right away, I'm like... 
The year is 1985. <laughs> Aliens have invaded Earth. <laughs> oh my God. Everything's gonna be just what it seems. Okay. Right, come on. I, I imagine, remember those like uh, uh, up all night movies? Like, you know, like bikini car wash movies or whatever? I picture like Hollywood Boulevard, or, like 7 a.m., everyone's opening their stores and like sweeping and putting out those like, you know. It's a sto- yeah, it's, I mean, there's so much going on. There's samples in it. There's samples. Of the, yeah. Of, they put a who reference in there to there's talk the, about my generation. The pay the. Uh, 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 what's her face? Uh. Joni Mitchell. Joni Mitchell reference. Yeah. A lot of references. This song. So here's my, re- let me, I know you've got a story about this song because we've talked about it in text, yeah. but our brother, my brother and your brother were obsessed with Manfred Mann's song For You, which is a Bruce yeah. Springsteen's song. Famous song. And it's a famous song. They did a cover and this was on this album. And then they got the record, the album, full album thing, I, which I just sold on, on Facebook Marketplace to a fan. But, um, this song was this album was on repeat in our house for years because of my brother and I think your brother did the same thing, and this song, w- I, you and I both liked it as a kid. This was on my top ten list on the mirror for a while, mm-hmm. but I'm surprised you put it on there because I listened to it again. It, it for me, it's not it's just nostalgic, but going to your lyrics thing, I, I'm curious yeah. to see. Well, first of all, was I right on the memory on the on the on how the song came in first about. time i ever heard it was at, in your in your brother's room okay yeah so we were in lincolnwood back in like 82 or something yes and yes. uh 81 82 yes. so go ahead why, why is this on your list of five you you complained that yeah there's only five <laughs> I know, songs I know, I know, I know, and I this made the list so i'm curious as to Please. why depeche yeah. mode did it yeah, yeah. okay th- this made the list there could have been other ones ahead of this but this was one of right those, in the sweet spot if if this wasn't you know, you weren't part of the show. This probably would okay. not have met, met the list, but it is a song I listen to literally every week. Yeah. So about a year ago, um, I've always looked for this song, and for some reason, I I I didn't know it was called Lies. I was like always googling all like, through, through the eighties, yeah. all through the eighties, and I could never sign it. And all of a sudden, I find it. And it's Lies, right? And and I can't stop listening to it. I think I texted you, you and Arash, and Satan and Arash brother, is yeah. like, I got the album. So then I bought the album. So I have a record player, and I. Bought the album and and I just, I listen to it constantly and the memories of bringing back are really interesting because, um, again it does go back to the words and I did know the words but the ro- word the words are really interesting because it's it's talking about the eighties and how what's going to happen it's so yeah the predictions and, and how, what year did this song come out eighty one or eighty two yeah but but it's talking about how like corporate the, how corporate the world is how capitalistic and how fast it is. Yeah. but listen like they're still talking about that today forty yeah. years later what I'm saying what they're talking about in this in this thing they're basically there's a part that um, um, cut up the trees and put up a parking lot yeah. they're That's talking a about Mitchell the, song yeah, yeah yeah so they're they're doing you know it's the same kinds of stuff we think about now right. with the with the with the conflict with politics with between capitalism and mm-hmm. you know and this and the it, it's no different so then it became really interesting to me because i played this for my friends i'm like they're talking about stuff here like you're so scared like this is a unique period of time they're writing songs about this before it's like yeah. the Pesh mode writing about princess diana uh, uh getting a new dress that's the same topics that are happening right now in politics were happening then and you see it through the lyrics so that was one really cool part and i knew that part the part that mattered to me here as the line says, but I saw a kid with no smile on his face today. Where's my place in this bright future? I heard him say, I've lost my hope and there's anywhere to play. So when this part, this little section comes in there, it always reminded me of me. I was that 
Um, I was Unhappy that sad, kid. unsmiling kid ah. that I was relating to as I heard this, even though I didn't really know this. You but didn't that, acknowledge that, it. But then I, you stopped it before it got to that part, but it's kind of a off. Uh, sure. I don't know what the name of that is when their song's going, then it just goes and has this bridge, little part, yeah. bridge or something like that. But anyway, that was it. And, yeah. and then um, the fact that I've been listening to a lot lately, and then you know we were doing the show, um, it, made a, uh, it made its entry into this list. Yeah, yeah, wild song, and again, there's songs every week where it's like, had we not done this podcast, I would have never heard. I, I think it's safe to say I would have never heard this song. I bet the professor, uh, professor, professor Rock, of Rock, I bet he knows all about this. Well, song. the the Manford Man Earth Band was. It, it's just that song for you because it's a. Uh, it's I didn't know that Bruce Springsteen sang it originally. The only version I knew was the version that my brother was obsessed with. Wait, Bruce with. Springsteen sings this song? Bruce, no, no, no. For You was the song. No. That's oh, what oh, led to this album okay, being okay. in our house, in our household. Ah, okay. I mean, listen to this line. Will supersonic travel be our ticket to ride? We'll have a cruise missiles. They think as they fly. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> That's I mean. That's true. They were right. Yeah. I mean, I it's like 82. A, the good, guy... a good conspiracy theory brain can look at that song and be like, oh boy, they're time travelers. They knew. They knew. I didn't think you were going there, but that's that's interesting. Time no, yeah. That, it's just funny that, and, and, I, and I figured you put it on there because I was here, but it was. But it was, a, it was a period of time where like that album was in our house, wow. was played, played all the time. Stop. My brother was obsessed with it. And I remember, like, I. I like not this song, but the other song for you. I think "Blinded by the Light" was on that too, or on that album, or a couple other good hits on that album. But Manfred Mann's Earth Band, very underrated. Uh, yeah, the video of that song um, for that there was a oh, video for wow. Lies. The Lies is a great video. It's a great video. Really, there's a yeah, video we'll, for we'll that. Watch after it's watch Holy the video. Shit. Yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, the video is great. And you, I just watched it the other day. <laughs> very interesting. How do you how do you feel going back watching those videos? Because I love I love getting a little buzz and watching old videos. It's my it. favorite. I, I really like it uh, be, be, because, you know, th- well, I don't know if Manfred, they were probably a little before that, but there was this period that people were essentially writing songs to incorporate in a video. Right. The way yeah. that they were writing was based on how that video was going to yeah. be sure. because the video was really important of from their sales standpoint. And they it kind of went in reverse. They were thinking about the video and then wrote, wrote songs. Yeah. Um, and I think that's when it got trashy, to be honest with you. But but, but videos were a big deal. Videos, videos were a big deal. in the '80s too. Some of the best ones were like Peter Gabriel had Sledgehammer and stuff like that. I mean, those videos were. I remember watching the Peter Gabriel video with your mom and dad, and them being like, "This is so beautiful. Look at the flowers and yeah. stuff." We're like, "This is Peter Gabriel." Like you guys are listening to. Yeah. But it got all these people There's a into documentary music. on. I think it's on Amazon right now again, or maybe Netflix. It's called Beauty Is Embarrassing. And it's the guy who worked on all those videos and uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse and stuff. And it was just like all these bands were like, what do you got? And he's like, let me figure something out. And then he'd come back and like, <laughs> the guy like Peter Gabriel's like, that sounds awesome. Like those, I mean, yeah, I back like, in the day. But like you said, someone probably, some like video director probably like, here's my idea. And it's like, your song better fit into this. Otherwise, like we're doing it right. anyway. Yeah, it reminds me of a little bit like right now where there's bands that literally are writing one song because you can just put on Spotify and make two jigillion two dollars. Yeah, yeah. Bad number, but yeah. That's all right. <clears throat> By the way, Sledgehammer. So uh, Peter Gabe is one of my favorites. I just actually just came in Amazon yesterday or two days ago, the the So album, because I've been collecting them. I've been going back and buying Record all my dream albums. albums. Yeah. Before you leave, it. grab some from here too. Ooh, yeah, uh, I've been like What have you purchased it. recently? So I've, I've got most of my Peter Gabriel's. I got a bunch of, uh, I got some Led Zeppelin stuff. I got all the Depeche Mode ones. I've got Rush stuff coming in. Do you um, do you think as far as like The Cure, Joy Division, Cure, Depeche, what's, Depeche your, Depeche what's your top out of all those sort of bands? The Depeche Mode. Depeche Mode. Depeche Mode, Ultravox. But I like Joy Division, but they only have two or three. Yeah. Songs. But it was interesting. I have friends come over. 
in this couch area and listen to albums and I forgot what a pain in the ass it is. <laughs> it's like, to just, yeah. cause you put on an album and you yeah. can't just be like, ah, I don't like the song and hit a, hit a button. You got to walk up and like, you know, yeah, you yeah. get it, get it right. And then it's like, you land on it and it's like not at the beginning of the song. It's in the middle. And then you got to go back. But, but you can't just fast forward. That was the beauty of albums though. You so listen to the whole thing. My parents had, and you remember in our, our whole podcast, I sold that whole, the <gasps> old system and everything. Cause we're cleaning nice out the house and on all the album. And then my brother said he can, I could sell his record player. So then I said, D- what do you want to do with these nice records? And he's like, sell them. My brother had over hundreds, hundreds of albums, and I've been selling look them. Through that. Yeah, yeah. There's, There's not a, a lot left, but I got rid of all the... If I knew that, I would have given them to you. I, I mean, I, I sold them all. On Way to go. Way to go. Real good friend here, Paul. But anyway. All right. Two uh, more songs. Let's get to them. Uh, next song. And there's another one that I had never heard. Midger. You're really into him, by the way. If I was. Here we go. Ultravox lead singer. Is there a certain part in this song that you want us to go to? Okay. The whole thing. Okay, so the beginning of this sounds like talk, talk, it's my life. Literally the same chord progression and the same intro. Fair. Um, very 80s sound, which is in in now, all these new songs that are coming out. This is an original 80s song. Ultravox, as you mentioned, lead singer Midger. What's, uh, what's, why is this on the list? Okay, so just just a brief background on Midger. So Midger continues to to produce music at a very high level. Oh, really? Has never stopped. Um, some for his, other people or his no, own for stuff? his own. Some, okay. So I I have all his stuff and continue to buy all the stuff. Um, so Midger is um, is a writer and and his he's got also very depthful lyrics and this song does have depthful lyrics and. Um, but uh, he's a humanitarian. Like, I don't know if so this is just not that it matters, but he's like spent his life mission while he, he's a musician. But he's he's just one of these people that does the world good. Yeah, like, like he's, Fred Durst. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's just he's just good That's for awesome. the world. That's he's, he's one of these unselfish, he, he's very an English guy. He's an English guy. Yeah. He's unselfish. He's giving. He's a, a he's a charitable. He's like guy. I mean, he's altruistic. I mean, it's, he's, it's pretty amazing. Musicians being. Gandhi, he's if you will. a good, good one. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a good man to to mentor. So for me, out of all of these people, and I take Neil Peart out. He was probably a mentor for me, even though I've never met him through his music. You um, did a lot of charity work too for your. But but he was company. a mentor for me because I just loved his lyrics, the things he wrote. He's just a good person. But anyway, this song um, was when I was moving uh, abruptly from Gurney to Champagne. Um, I was a big midger, that, about in the book, good, good ultra box fan. Yeah. I literally moved overnight. And so then I'm, I'm in champagne and I had just started listening to the song. And also at the same time I had a crush on a girl and I was getting back into, in Gurney, back in Gurney and I was getting into that. And so I spent a lot of time by myself listening to this and fantasizing about how I was going to, I was going to be a great person. Um, and this is what the song is about. If I was a better man and it talks about like, for example, if I was a soldier, captive arms, I'd lay before her. If I was a painter, I paint a world that couldn't taint her. If I was a poet, all of my love and burning words, I would show her. So you were like 14. I know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This is why it's possible that this podcast could be your poison pill and no one's ever going to listen to your, (laughs) no one's ever going to listen to you. You were 14 years old. You're fucking thinking that this is going to be like, like this is how deep your thoughts were at that age. It really was. And, and so I just, I I would always, I would, I was fascinated. I would um, fantasize about all the th- great things I can do in this world. And if I did all those things, um, I would get the girl of my dreams. 
<laughs> well, there it all goes back. To back the, to the chick. Yeah. 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 And this one, it did. It, this one did. And it's just a beautiful song. Again, you got to remember, it comes from the guys that, and, 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 and the, the, the lens where I always thought he was just a great man. Yeah. You know, he just wrote about good things. Sure. But you didn't know that all this humanitarian stuff when you were 14. They didn't no, have internet but, I, but I knew it through the words. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, I, I never got into Ultravox, and I know that was a big thing for you. I remember you'd have their cassettes in your car, and I'd yep. be like, oh, This was a cassette. This was a cassette. That's and actually, a lot of my wife likes this song. A lot of people, I keep tapping the thing. Yeah. Um, my wife likes the song. At the time, a lot of people actually liked the song, and this is not one that's... This is a song that I remember, or not this song, but necessarily about Ultravox, but one thing that you got me into, which is funny, I don't know if you remember this, but you had always great stereos in your cars but you were one of the few people like myself too that put the treble up instead of the that's bass right, that's right and i would treble do that heads. i was I, a I believe they're called it's the drummer in me right because i i like to do that too because i remember you know that's in the so 80s funny. and 90s people would put bass up on their yeah. song and i'm like actually yeah you're missing all the way that the artist wanted to keep mine it. was mine was but the you would U put shape. the treble it would, it, it would be the bass mid down oh, and the, then the, the treble it would the, be the uh, U, yeah. what do you call it the if you if you had a really nice equalizer, equalizer you could, you'd have four or five of these things. But if you were, I had three, so bass would be here, mid would be here, treble would be there. Yeah. I had one of those uh, uh, <laughs> CD players that had the tape that went in. Yep. You know, you'd have the cord, and they would always fray because they're just hanging there. And I'd have to go to Radio Shack and get another one, get another one, get another one. And I remember at one point it was like cutting out, and I'd have to like press down on it, and then it would kick. But it was like, it was. It was cut enough to where I was just getting like the drums and like a backup. Like it was so bizarre, like what it was giving me, and it would be like almost like you're at the board and you're like, all right, let's bring down the vocals and the lead guitar, and let's just hear. And you just like listen and just be like, yeah, da da, yeah, yeah, and that's that's the funny thing is because I I remember going in your car, you had the Nissan 300Z, and uh, and you had I'm like, is there something wrong with your stereo? You're like, no, I listen to it like this. I'm like. Oh, that's cool. It was a Denon stereo. I remember that. Was mm -hmm. I right? Am I right? Yeah. It was Denon. But then I then I was like, you know what? This is how you should listen to music. And I'd go home and listen to my Motley Crue kickstart my heart with the treble <laughs> turned up instead of the bass. But yeah, it's a treble head. Right? That's a good uh that's a good analogy. By accident or on purpose, it made sense. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. But we come to the last song, which is uh kind of um a little different than the rest of the songs. Yes. Let's let's play a little of uh Waste a Moment by Kings of Leon. There we go. One of uh, Marty's least favorite bands. <laughs> this is the band that Paul's trying to start a feud with, uh, me and the Kings of Leon. You guys can't see it, but Parm is drumming. Is it short-haired Kings of Leon? Uh, what album is that? How many albums in are they here? This is the third or fourth album. So Waste a Moment, great album. This is one we talked about when I put on the songs for, for that year when this album came out. This wasn't the song I picked from that album, but um, huge Kings of Leon fan myself. I didn't know that you liked them, or I still don't know. Are they a big, you like them a lot? Okay, so tell us about this song. Lyrics again. So there was a period, I, I for a long time of my life, uh, didn't. Not like Eddie Van Halen, or but I didn't listen to a lot of new stuff. I I just wouldn't venture out, and it sure. wasn't it wasn't like by design. I just didn't venture out, um, because I was plenty. I had plenty of music that I yeah. was very happy with that I listened to, and once in a while, a new band would come along. And and some years back, a friend of mine played me some Kings and Leon, and I started listening to it, 
And I fell in love with the band. And the reason I fell in love is because I could literally listen to every song. Yeah. It wasn't like like there's two songs that I like. It, it reminded I me of it. listening to Rush or these type of bands where I could literally put on the whole album and just hit 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 the button and I could just for ten songs and I'm like, wow, that's a especially good song. these albums. Uh, the, the albums, the recent albums, and, I, I think they're really good. Yeah, they're just they're just really good. Um, this particular song, which I also have then found a band where I, I played this, use somebody, Sex on Fire. I played Sex on Fire, the Crazy K, but I've also played drums with. I've been learning all the drums. For, and I like the style. I've been playing this with a lot of random um, bands whenever they're playing. And if they're if I'm there and the band's playing, then I'll go and play Waste the Moment. I'll play. But anyway, the song, your producer did a great job making this the fifth song, by the way. You guys did your homework. Was that you or whoever? No, no, that's you. You, you brought this together no, perfectly. You put it, you put this it. is your order. We just went in the oh, order. Oh, you did, you did in the order? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that was an accident. Okay. okay. <laughs> I didn't realize that was okay. <laughs> but thank you. Oh, okay. I was gonna give your, your producers credit for making this the last one. So you make it, it sound like it, we have this big I'd production. Love to, I'd love to be able to be in charge. Well, well, Linda and Jill are back there smiling because they look like they they were the ones yeah, that yeah. came up with it. And <laughs> I know the cameras over there. Yes, but, yes, yes. All right. Um, waste the moment. Nin- uh, 2017, um, 2017, about three and a half years ago. I, I knew this song, but the reason this fits really the topic of the song Losing It and um, and and um, Time Stand Still, Waste the Moment, while I don't actually know what the frick the words and the real lyrics yeah. mean, all I think about is waste the moment. And for me, what this meant, I sold my business in, 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 in January of, 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 of 16. And I listened to the stop song 24-7. The song Be- or the album Walls? Well, this, I knew the album, but for whatever, that, that song came out um, um, around that time or something mm-hmm. like, or I got introduced to it. And I couldn't stop listening to it because it fit my life because I was tired of, it was 24 years I was in the business um, busy being an entrepreneur, all these kinds of thing. And I just, I was 45 years old and I decided I want to take, I want to take the time to waste the moment. Yeah. And I, even though, you know, I, we played losing it and we played time stand still where I've always had this on my mind, but I've always had on my mind that, that I don't want to just keep working or I don't want to just keep chasing money or these type of things. I want to actually waste time. I want to get up in the morning and take one hour to go and figure out what kind of fruit I want to go buy and bring it back home and, 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 and cook or eat it or whatever. And so it all had to do with the period of my life that I just um, wanted to slow it's life like down. It's like time I really w- Exactly. So that's why this is incredible. So there's a theme here with these three songs that they all had to do with staying in the moment yeah. and, and really appreciating the, the now. And, and it's interesting, Kings of Leon, too. Like, I feel the same way. I think they're really... I know a lot of people hate them, uh, Marty included, but I, I feel like... <laughs> That is a great. Walls was a great album. Twenty sixteen was when that album came out, and uh, I feel the same way about all their songs. And I think they're really good. And yeah, I, I think it's funny that this is like a it buns up your whole mix, you know, because it would go back to the theme. But this song was totally different than the other four, and and it's I figured that's why it was on the list because I figured yeah. I remembered that period of your life where. Now you're that guy who yeah. you didn't lose it. You walked away. So. And, I, and I started saying, depending on when you would act, the, when you would ask, this list could be different. Um, and I mentioned something regarding COVID. And when you guys asked and, and, and brought up being in here, and it was interesting that my mind went to, you know, three out of the five songs. Well, one was a kind of a fun lies was. Yeah. But 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 three out of the four songs really had to do with being in the moment and whatnot. And I and I think it probably has something to do with with the, the 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 stresses the 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 unknowns the weirdness 
that that you may or may not consciously be experiencing right now with the COVID. I mm-hmm. mean, I got a plexiglass. Yeah, we have plexiglass um, Plexiglass here. between us at a table that's, you know, like, I mean, it's, it's the Se- craziest thing I've ever seen. Seven feet apart as far and, as you and, know. And, you know, I, I wish people can see how we're doing this. but <laughs> They will. Um, it's, it's just telling of the times that we're in. And for whatever reason, um, even in those moments that are what seem to be challenging and they're, unknown, you know, they're, we, don't, we don't know. There's so much unknowns and stress that people are experiencing. And it's important for me to stay in the moment. Sure. It's really important for me to still try to appreciate it as much as possible and possibly even laugh and joke about it and, well, and, and not let it you know, occupy you. What was a song that didn't make the list? Like if you now that you said you obviously changed the one, but if you had to be in the moment now and there's, there's one a, there's more a, song that you a, wanted to put on. a couple of sample songs. And the thing the is, band, the samples? Oh, yeah, oh. samples. Oh, yeah. I didn't know you liked them. Yeah. Um, love samples. I mean, I love, you know how much. Yeah. I mean, my, the, the amount of They were a great band. I don't I know. like is... Uh, is, is is all over the place that I really like, but no, I think I, I'm happy with the list. Yeah. Marty, do you know the samples? Do you know the band? Uh, I believe I do. Yeah, they're they were one of my favorite bands in the in the '90s in college. I, I got really into them. I didn't, I didn't, I remember that part. We, um, they were playing at Mabel's in uh, Champagne 1990, Bar. 90, 90, no, no, ninety seven. No, they played before. I was, I was, in, I was in school. Oh. Okay. Well, he was in grad school, so anyway, they um, we were at uh, my buddy Sean Dave Kelly. Kraft's place, yeah. playing Tecmo Bowl, and and we get a knock on the door, and it's the guys from Sample coming to buy some weed. Nice, <laughs> <laughs> Sean Kelly, very yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, we've come to a conclusion here. I think I don't know uh, what we learned here. I think we learned a lot, um, and uh, and uh, I, I think uh, yeah, Parm. Where can people find out more about you and uh, your book? Where can they get it? Perfect Pain, by the way, is a is a great book. I, I highly recommend it. But where 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 can people find out more about you on, and as you on know, public they're, stuff? They're, yeah, a lot of lyrics are in my book. Like it's yeah. it's bookmarked. My life's always been bookmarked by lyrics and, and words. But um, it's uh, you can go to perfectpain.com. You can go to Amazon. There's an audio. It's on. Uh, it's actually uh, also on Kindle and and the regular book version. Um, if you like the kind of stuff that that my mind is a little. My mind can, can people, go deep. <laughs> can people can people find uh, any uh, things online? I was trying to find Marty, my band stuff, and there's some of it's on there. But do you have any? Is there anything on YouTube of any of your you playing other than at Crazy K? Do you have stuff from the old days? No, somewhere. I don't. Yeah, you I just gotta find. It's a good those. idea. They gotta find you playing. Uh, you kind of lost your shit once at a at a at a concert too. You're mad at that. You you guys got cut early on a set oh. that's a whole nother podcast we'll have that but marty do you have a song that could convince us that there's bro there isn't just bro country out to take us out unfortunately that was not the direction oh, i was okay. going which direction were i you was going uh, i was going oh, good with, idea yeah uh, oh yeah hot for teacher. one of the best hot for teacher Thank the you guys. Video, the video, the song. Uh, when she stands up, when she gets up and stands up on the desk, I think she's wearing a blue bikini. If yep, I'm got this is. right. And he says, "I don't feel tardy. It's the best." <laughs> Thank you for listening to Make Us a Mixtape. Uh, please message us at paulmartymakes at gmail.com if you want to make any corrections, comments, concerns. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Rest in power chords. Eddie Van Halen. Turn up the treble on this one, fellas. Enjoy.